Welcome to the Tales by Bob podcast. We're fans of the words, worlds, weirdness of Bob Magoo. That's me. You can hear the anecdotes, deep cuts, and behind-the-scenes madness of all my many projects. All right, as always, I'm Bob of Tales by Bob. And this episode, I'm going to give you my recap of Artstalk in Montevallo. So this is a different type of event than the majority of what I'll probably be covering on here, because this is not a convention. This is primarily an art festival in Montevallo, Alabama, which, for those who don't know, is the home of the University of Montevallo, which is a small liberal arts college. Uh, once I went on a date with a girl from there, um, they went, okay. Um, but yeah, no. So I have been a vendor at this event once before COVID. It was actually right at the start of when me and my lady friend began dating. Uh, we actually hadn't started like officially, officially dating. Um, and I just remember I left this event to rush down to get back so that we could do a game night with her friends. And that was the first night I got to meet her friends. So, uh, it was, uh, at that point, I didn't really have my books out, though. You know, I had I was in anthologies and things like that, so I didn't I didn't have the real full experience. It was fine. I was there primarily promoting my podcast, but um, it, it, you know, sales were, eh, you know. <laughs> so this time, though, it it was me. Had the full booth set up. Had you know four books on hand, and I, it was my first time really having stickers out um so what i i've been told many times is that if you're going to be a vendor uh especially if your your primary product is a little more expensive like my books are like 15 dollars each so not everyone has 15 dollars, or not everyone wants to spend 15 dollars at your booth but maybe they want to support you so have something cheap that they can buy so i got postcards made and i sell those for like three bucks each they're postcards of my cover art. Um, but then I got these stickers. And so I bought packs of stickers that fit the theme of what I'm going for. So like witchcraft, apothecary, possums, um, goth, spooky stickers, you know, that kind of stuff. And I had them there on display. And so let's break it down. How did it go? Well, uh, the stickers sold fantastically well. I was so impressed with how they did. I sold $135 worth of stickers. Like... Uh, it was mind blowing. Um, I sold them for a dollar a piece, or you could get seven for five bucks. And uh, mostly people bought the bundle. They're like, oh man, this is great. Um, but the thing about it is, the stickers cost me, on average, I think seven cents each. So they're so cheap that I just give them away. You know, uh, obviously not if someone's coming to buy, but like with every purchase, you get a sticker. Um, if you bring someone to my, like you stop by earlier and you come back. Uh, this one lady came back and brought a friend like, Oh, Hey, here's my friend. I thought she'd like your stuff. I gave her a sticker for doing that. You know, um, someone brought their Basset Hound by the booth and I gave them a sticker cause I love Basset Hounds. And I got to play with Lulu, the Basset Hound. It was fantastic. It was all I dreamed it'd be. Uh, and so it's little ways to kind of engender some goodwill with folks. And I like to think that they remember those interactions. And so maybe the next time I see them, they'll, uh, if they didn't buy something now, maybe they'll buy something in the future. Um, 
but yeah, so book sales. Um, I set a new record for one day book sales at 19. Uh, my previous record was 18. And so sold 19 books. Um, unfortunately, uh, they were almost all book one. Uh, I sold, um, I think 16 of them were, of those sales were book one. And uh, I have recently, you know, I ordered a fair number of book four when it came out. I have a decent amount of books two and three. Uh, so I have a lot of books two through four. And I got through this day and I was like, man, first off, uh, I didn't have enough book ones because uh, I knew Conjuration was coming up the following weekend. It's like, crap, I don't know that I have enough book ones to last me for Conjuration. And two, I was like, crap, I've got all, I'm going to, I'm going to play sheer hell trying to move these uh, other books. So I'll kind of address that issue in the next one, um, in the next episode at Conjuration, kind of tell you how things played out there. Um, but yeah, so what this showed me was I've been talking with people and they have been saying that an omnibus works great. So that, and I was like, you know, it, it's been on my radar. It's like, I really need to get this omnibus put together. It'd be like books one through three bundled together into one book. Uh, and then, you know, every trilogy after that, I'll bundle them together. And so, yeah, uh, I, I actually this week reached out to the people I'm going to use to help me get this together. Um, I'm gathering the files I need now. And hopefully... Uh, Hopefully before Christmas, I will have an omnibus ready to go. Um, fingers crossed. Because I, I do think it will, A, be easier to pack around. I won't have to carry, you know, all these copies of book two, three, four, etc. I can just bring copies of book one and copies of omnibuses. Omnibi? Whatever. Um, so, uh, what else did I learn? I... I know now that I need to have two sticker displays so that more people can be looking at the same time because I know that I lost some sales because people got tired of waiting to look at stickers and they just wandered off. But that said, the stickers worked so great. Not only did I get a lot of sales from them, I know that I got at least one book sale that I would not have gotten because of these stickers. One woman got so tired of waiting for her friend to rummage through my stickers that she ended up just like, I don't know, was like, oh, let me buy your book one. Like, I don't know if she just felt guilty for standing at my booth that long and not buying anything. I don't know, but she she bought one seemingly out of frustration, which I'll take it any way I can get it. Um, I only sold one postcard, which that seems to be about par for the course. Um, I don't know if I've got them priced wrong or if there's just not that kind of interest like I thought there would be. If I'm displaying them poorly, I don't know. Um, so I need to I need to really be thinking about how I do that. Um, I will not be bringing any more shirts and shot glasses to vend anymore. It takes up a lot of space. It's more work for me to come around. I don't think I sold any shot glasses and I only sold one shirt. Um, part of the problem is my shirts are just my logo on a shirt and random people walking by who don't know me, they might buy my book, but they're not fans. They're not going to want to proudly display a sh shirt that is just my logo. My logo is really cool, but it's not that kind of cool, you know? Um, so what I've decided that is that until I make a shirt that has a more appealing look, is that kind of shirt that someone would wear 
in spite of the fact that it has my logo on it, I guess. Um, like, you know, work my logo in organically or just work in Tales by Bob somewhere on it. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to workshop some ideas. So, But until that point, I'm not going to bother with shirts. Um, but that said, a lot of people um, really complimented me on my overall setup and like my branding. Um, which felt really, really, really good to hear. Like I've put a lot of work into that over the years. Like looking at like my first setup to now, um, yeah, like my booth always has a real vibe about it. And it's the kind of vibe that the people who would like my books, that vibe appeals to. And people that wouldn't like my book, that vibe doesn't really appeal to. So I feel like it kind of self-weeds out a lot of the people before saving me time from talking, you know? Um, that said, I would like a better banner. Um, and like, so I bring, I bring this rack with me to these events, but it's a large rack takes up a good bit of space. And really the only thing I'm doing with it is hanging banners from it, like a podcast banner and a, um, my tells by Bob banner. So I, I want to get something that's more of like a freestanding something that I could put, that I could hang banners on, but also I want a better banner that my because currently it's just like a black and white tails by bob logo which is nice but i feel like i could do something a little bit more evocative so um but yeah so overall it was a great great event um made a lot of sales oh the only downside was i forgot my chair i forgot to pack a chair so i was there from like nine o'clock to was it six yeah nine, nine o'clock to six o'clock and didn't have a chair um that was brutal <laughs> I was, uh, the, the, them dogs were barking, as they say. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, great experience. Uh, definitely looking to do it again. I was told that the event in the spring, they do the art stalk in the fall and the art walk in the spring. I was told, told the art walk is the bigger event. I've never been to it, though, or been in it. Um, and unfortunately, I think that's going to be right in the midst of me getting ready for our wedding in April. So I won't be doing it next year, but I'm hoping 2024... If it doesn't conflict with a convention, that I will be doing uh, art walk as well. But I do plan to do art stock uh, every year that they'll have me moving forward because uh, it was a great experience. And I think with a little bit of revising, it'll be even better. Uh, primarily, I think the biggest thing that would have really bumped my sales up to like the next level would be having that omnibus. And I will definitely have my omnibus ready by the time it rolls around next year. So, yeah, um, even though, you know, this is, you know, writers that are out there or any sort of creative that's out there, you know, these events can be really good. Like, um, so don't always just think cons for vending. Think about your local art festivals, stuff like that. And a lot of time the, like, it's a lot cheaper to get into. Like, a, I, I've never seen a con vending booth for like less than like one. 50, 125, 150, that kind of range. And that's for a small con, you know, uh, bigger cons, it easily breaks 500 or a thousand. This cost me 25 bucks. You know, uh, I had made that back within the first hour, I think. Uh, I mean, just sicker sales alone covered my gas, my food, my vendor fee plus, you know? So yeah. So if you take nothing away, from this, uh, get you a small something to sell on your table and uh, look at smaller type, maybe more art centered events. You know, 
especially if you're an artist. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, people were there for art. They weren't there for uh, literature, shall we say. But that can sometimes work in your favor. You know, having people like me being an art, uh, an author, I think made me kind of stand out. Me being a spooky, weird author definitely made me stand out. So getting into somewhat unconventional, unusual places can't really help you out sometimes. But it can go the other way. Like, obviously, I I don't go set up at church events because uh, <laughs> uh, I it's just the wrong crowd for me. So, yeah, just get in unusual places within reason. So, all right. Till next time, y'all be good. This podcast is part of the Tales by Bob Network. To see all our great shows, go to talesbybob.com.